Hey, this is Sophia from XL Hope, and you're listening to Mosh Pit. From the Stereo Sound Record Studios, this is the Mosh Pit Podcast. Here is the host, Wes Everett, bringing you the best in new alternative rock and roll. Personal pavement. Welcome to the Mosh Pit. I'm your host, Wes Everett. I've got my special guest with me today from Exiled Hope. How are you doing? I'm doing great. 
just preparing to head back to law school um, tomorrow. <laughs> Very cool. Um, before we get deep into this, uh, give everybody kind of a bio, what you do, what you play, what, um, who you are, basically. So I'm a solo blackened power metal artist. I play all the instruments on Exiled Hope from guitar to orchestration, singing, all vocals. So everything that you hear on Exiled Hope is me, unless I have a featured artist on there. Um, I started as a solo project back in college when I realized I didn't want to wait on other people to help me get this project going for me. And so I decided to teach myself new vocal techniques, new guitar techniques, how to play piano. Um, so I'm self-taught at most of this because I was just too impatient to wait on other people. <laughs> and that's how Excel Hope got started. And it Do just that. kind of developed from there. That is awesome. And uh, congrats on all that. Uh, before we get into music, so you're going to law school. What are you studying? So I am intending to become a music attorney when I graduate. You don't really study a specific major in law school like you do in undergrad. Everyone gets the same degree um, with the same qualifications once you pass the bar exam. But then from there, you get to specialize in a specific area of law so that you become an expert in your niche and can really help people with that niche. So because I'm a musician and I, as a solo artist, I had to figure a lot of things out myself without other people helping me. And a big part of that was learning how to legally protect my music and learning how to make money off of my music by protecting my intellectual property. So I'm going to law school with hopes of not only becoming my own attorney, but also with helping other artists uh, legally protect their art and make money off of doing what they love. That is awesome. Um, congrats and good luck on that. Thank you. Uh, um, so was there any like particular reason you decided to study law or was it just like, hey, you know what, this this is what I want to do? So it was a very long process. I started undergrad thinking that I was going to, I don't know, become an economist or some sort of public policy mm -hmm. specialist because that was my major interest outside of music at the time. Um, but then I took a few music business classes in undergrad and my professor suggested, hey, you should be a music attorney if you're interested in how business, politics, and law kind of interplay and affect the music industry. And at first I was kind of like, nah, that sounds really dull. I don't just want to be the one, you know, banging the gavel and telling people what they can and can't do. Um, but the more I researched and um, the more people I talked to who are actually doing music law, the more I realized that I can play a more active part in helping artists shape their careers by using my experience in the music industry and my knowledge of intellectual property law and how you legally protect yourself. So I, I eventually realized that it was a much more, I'd be playing a much more active role mm -hmm. in, um, in artists' careers using both my interest in policy and law and my interest in music and being a musician myself. There you go. Well, that is such a great career path. Um, dude, that's awesome. That's, that's really all I can say. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so getting back to your music, uh, your latest single, let's talk about it for a little while. How, um, how was it like putting it together? Cause you said you played all the instruments, correct? Like pretty much on every song. Yep. Okay. Um, what was it like uh, putting that down, getting that recorded? 
So I'd have to say that that was one of the easier songs that I recorded. Um, I had a very specific vision in mind of what I wanted to do from the very start, and I had the skills pretty much locked in um, that I could use to record that song at the time. Um, so that was one of the easier songs that I put together just because the vision was so clear and because I, I really knew what I was doing in terms of guitar, orchestration, vocals. Um, so... But then after that, I kind of hit a wall and realized, okay, I can do this, but there's a lot of other stuff that I want to do on this album that I can't quite do yet. So that was, that was the start. And then it was also kind of the hump that I had to eventually get over in order to finish like recording the rest of the album. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was a good taste of the direction that I wanted to go in, but it, it also signified to me that if I'm going to make this my best work yet, I still have a lot to learn and a lot to practice and many more skills that I need to build up that I've spent the past year and a half building up in preparation for recording this album. Forest Hills, help.
So what would you say was your most challenging song on the album? So far, it's probably, it's got to be Blood of the Ancients, which, which was the previous single for mm. this album. Um, I had never been able to do much with my voice until fairly recently. Like I am self-taught in harsh vocals and I'm self-taught on the lower like lead vocal parts. Um, high stuff has always been very difficult for me. So that was the major hurdle that I had to overcome when I was recording that. So I spent like almost a year taking voice lessons to learn how to do different things and use my voice in different ways to tell other kinds of stories and convey different kinds of feelings because I just felt like I wasn't in a position where I could make the music that I wanted to make with the skills that I had. So I spent a lot of time just agonizing over that song and I'm still not totally happy with it to be honest, but it's the best that it's going to get for now with the skills that I have. Um, but I mean, that's how art goes. You just you learn new things, you're dissatisfied, you learn more things, you're satisfied for a while. Yeah. And then you you just keep learning and building on what you know. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Um, now, is this, your, is this your first album or is this? It's my third. Your so, third, okay. Yeah, my first two albums and my EP were all just self-produced. No one else was involved but me. Now I have an audio engineer who does all the mixing and mastering for me. Um, okay it feels like my first album because everything is so different. It's so much bigger and bolder and just better in terms of songwriting quality and my performances because I've had a year and a half to learn and grow and change. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the first two albums, I'm still very proud of the songwriting on them, but the performances leave a lot to be desired in my opinion. Um, and the production, of course. I I didn't even know what mixing and mastering were when I was when I was recording those albums. So I just threw some stuff together in GarageBand and released them because I wasn't sure how how I could improve on the production because I didn't even know that mixing and mastering were things that needed to happen before you release an album. That's how new to this I was. <laughs> um, and again, doing it all myself. No one else was telling me what to do. Um, so this really does feel like the first album because it's the first album with real good quality production from a professional audio engineer mm -hmm. uh, who's been a friend of mine for a while so yeah it's it, it does feel like the first step into a new era to be dramatic about it <laughs> very cool now would you ever think of going back to those first two and re-releasing, remixing, remastering those? Is that oh, I've I've been thinking about that. I uh, think I might start with a single or two, like songs that I feel like didn't get enough attention the first go around. Um, I'm thinking about re-recording, remastering those. Um because I really do feel like the songwriting is mm -hmm. there, but I'm just so frustrated with how the actual result turned out that i think oh i could do so much better now so that is potentially in the pipeline for the future not right now but because yeah. i do want to focus on new stuff right now but eventually that could happen very cool very cool um what are your plans right now are you how long has this album been out are you working on your fourth is oh it's there... not out yet <laughs> the, oh it's not out okay the third album is not out yet okay um so 
I I have like two more songs that I need to record for it, and I'm gonna try to get them mostly done in the week before I start classes again because law school is not like undergrad; it's a lot busier, it's a lot scarier. <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna have a whole lot of time on my hands. But so yeah, I need to get as much done as possible in the next week, okay. and see where that goes. But I'm hoping to release it like in mid 2024, possibly okay. in the summer. So that I have time to promote it and to release more singles. I have plenty of singles up and ready to go. It's just a matter of timing them so that I can promote them adequately and give them the attention they deserve um, and let hype build up for the album. So that's the plan going forward for the next year. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, you said, you know, before we started recording, so you said you're not going to officially tour for the album. Um as far as acoustic shows, do you do a lot of those? Do you do anything like that? So when I say acoustic shows, I mean well, solo shows. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I um, sometimes I'll play guitar with, uh, with some friends, or I'll just you know get invited to play with some people at a local bar or something like that. It's never been super formal. Um, it would be cool if I could eventually do more formal live shows. I don't really see that happening in the near future because my schedule is so packed and my ability to travel during school is pretty limited. But um, that's not completely off the table, I would say. If I could get something solid together, get some acoustic versions together, that's something I could envision doing at some point. Exiled Hope, Blood of the Ancients. Moon <laughs> 
always have that big orchestra behind you and do that style. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I don't know if you saw Epica's We Will Take You With Us. Uh, Oh, yeah. AD. Oh, yeah. Some, something like that would be really cool, I think. That would be, that would be awesome. Um, so getting back to your music, your style, uh, how did you pick it up? How did you, you know, say, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I like. Yeah, so I was really big into classic rock in high school and in middle school, even earlier. Um, my dad is a really big classic rock fan, so he introduced me to like Boston, Styx, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Led Zeppelin, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, all that, all the good classics. Um, and then eventually, like later on in high school, I discovered Nightwish and Avantasia and just it, something clicked for me and I realized this is the music that I want to make. I wish I had written these songs. It felt like the perfect combination of elegance and aggression, which feels very me, musically speaking. So um, it just felt like a perfect combination for my musical personality. And I had never heard anything in that style before, in that like symphonic power metal style that they do. So that was just a huge light bulb moment for me when I realized, oh, this is what I've been looking for. And I never even realized it before. Um, and then it took a couple more years for me to realize that I could do this all myself, because up until then I had seen a lot of um, artists doing this kind of style as a band, but I had never met any solo artists doing it. So for a while, I just thought, oh, I need to wait. I need to meet some people at college and make sure that we're all on the same page and can make this music together. And I did have a band in college for a while, but it was kind of an alt rock, indie rock sort of thing, definitely not metal. Um, and it was difficult for us to really agree on the direction that we wanted to go. And particularly for me, I had very specific ideas of the style that I wanted to play, and it just didn't jive with what they wanted to do. So I realized, you know, if you're going to do something right, you sometimes have to do it yourself. So that's um, that's the story of how Exiled Hope became a solo project from discovering all these bands with all of these massive orchestral parts and all these massive instruments, all these different parts. Um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. That was very long. <laughs> No, I love it. I love the answer because that gives me more insight as to, you know, your brain on the music. And I'm looking at your two guitars there in the background. Are those your main, um, your main styles? Yeah, I have um, a PRS back there. I have a classical and I have a Gibson in that bag. I'm taking that back to my apartment tomorrow. Um, Nice. so I started guitar when I was 12, I think. I started by playing classical guitar and I still prefer classical guitar to acoustic because the strings just feel nicer and it sounds a lot cooler. Um, so classical guitar influences a lot of my style. One of my favorite guitar players is Randy Rhodes. Um, who played with Ozzy Osbourne um, Oh, yeah. back, back in the 80s. He is one of my absolute favorite guitar players of all time. And when I, it's funny, when I was in high school and taking guitar lessons, I would always uh, just be ripping Randy Rhodes solos before my lessons, just sitting out there testing out guitars. <laugh
you hear a lot of metal guitarists now who um who play in very similar styles it's a very modern style i tend to reach back toward more classic rock guitar playing styles and that tends to be what informs my playing um just because i feel like it adds something to the music that doesn't overwhelm it and blends in rather than trying to compete with the music oh yeah and you know i agree with that the um the music now versus the music then you could tell what the band was from the opening chord i mean yes yeah now you're what two verses in for you like oh yeah that's that band mm -hmm. yeah that's <laughs> a really good way of putting it because i i was having this conversation yesterday with a friend saying you know a lot of bands now just kind of sound the same and i mean like that there's always a focus now on just one member it seems and it's not you're not really focusing on the band as a group and as a cohesive unit whereas a lot of older bands i feel like you could really tell they were working together as one unit and it wasn't really it wasn't always just one person carrying the whole project oh yeah 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 and you know, growing up, I'm kind of in the same boat. I was a huge classic rock fan, still am. ACDC is probably, you know, my number one. Nice. And, you know, you know, as soon as you hear that opening chord, you know who it is, even though, you know, all their songs sound the same, but. <laughs> <laughs> At least they have a signature. That's right. The power chords. I mean, that was it. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what three goals do you want to accomplish in the next 12 months? So I really want to get this album done, get it out. Um, I want to I want to continue building up my numbers, building up my stats, uh, gaining attention with each single, getting more attention than the, than the last, ideally, um, continue gaining momentum, continue building a fan base. I feel like um, I, I have a lot of followers on Instagram. That's where I'm active mostly, but I don't tend to get a lot of engagement, I think, and I think that's mostly because they tend to be my college friends or even my high school friends or just people that I know in real life who aren't necessarily metalheads. So I feel like my main goal coming up for this next year is to really identify my audience and make sure that the people who will be listening to my music will be devoted fans and will just be casual followers. Who don't really engage with my material. Zeal of Artemis, yeah. Trust Famine.
good. Um, yeah. Are you on TikTok? Are you doing the TikTok thing? Um, I'm not really because I, I get very overwhelmed when I have too many social media accounts open. So I've been focusing just on YouTube and Instagram. Gotcha. I, I was just asking, I'm not on there, but I hear that that's kind of where everything's moving to. So yeah, I don't know. I, I have my three and I'm going to stay at those. I don't care what happens. And if one of them gets closed, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, actually, I recently started a newsletter through Substack so that in case my Instagram account gets nuked for whatever reason, people can still find me and I have that email list open. So that's that's the backup plan. There you go. That's not a bad plan. Not a bad plan. Um, so while we're on the subject, tell everybody where they can find you on all the socials. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram as Legally Metal, where I talk about music and law together. That's kind of my brand on there. Um, on YouTube, I post all of my music. I'm Exiled Hope on YouTube. Um, I also post vocal covers, which are just quick, easy content for when I disappear during law school and can't post as frequently and people wonder where I am. <laughs> so um, you can find me on YouTube there with both original music and covers. Um, Let's see, am I anywhere else? I'm on Facebook, but I'm not super active on Facebook. I'm Excel Hope on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, Facebook's one of the harder ones because they kind of push everything down that's business or hobby or posts in general. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, I'm also on Threads, which is, I just post a bunch of nonsense on there about the rabbits that I see on my walks. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, just what, whatever thoughts pop into my head on threads. That's that's kind of the wild card. Anything goes. So you can follow me on there as Legally Metal. It's connected to my Instagram account. Okay, very cool. Well, we'll tag all those when we drop the show. Um, hobbies. What do you What do you do outside of music and law? What do you uh, What do you do? Oh boy, I have so many different things. Um, I love reading. I like reading like classic novels. Um, I like going on walks. I'm really big into weightlifting. Um, I lift weights three times a week. I'm trying to, you know, build up my strength and um, stay fit and healthy. Um, I'm really interested in cooking. I recently learned how to make burgers from scratch using grass-fed beef. Um, I'm really interested in, um, let's see, video games too. I really love uh, Skyrim, Dark Souls, Assassin's Creed, that kind of thing. Those, uh, I think those kind of informed my interest in soundtrack music and sync licensing. One of my goals, one of my, you were talking, you were asking about my goals and one of my other ones is to get more sync licensing opportunities because that's very lucrative and I don't see a lot of metal artists talking about that, but if you find your niche, you can make a ton of money from sync licensing and getting your music in video games and movies and TV shows. So I really want to, once I get a better quality batch of songs, I really want to focus on pushing them out to music supervisors and focusing on that too. That's awesome. So yeah, those are, those are my main three hobbies and a little tangent, well, main few hobbies and a little tangent on, um, my goals again. <laughs> see, see, that's why I ask those kind of questions because, you know, learning about you wanting to get your music, you know, in a soundtrack on a video game yeah. or, or a movie, video game would be awesome. I mean, yeah. your music would fit so well, Dark Souls, or even if they do another Doom. 
Yeah, or even like Bloodborne. Like my entire aesthetic is pretty much inspired by Bloodborne. So nice. I would love to do the soundtrack for a game like that. Or even The Witcher 3. The music on The Witcher 3 is fantastic. Yes. And I would love to do like a folk metal album inspired by that at some point. <laughs> that would be awesome. I've actually, um, my co-host, she's kind of a uh, folk. She's trying to get more into the metal, but she's definitely more of a folk style. And we she were talking listen to folk metal. <laughs> yeah. She she's really trying to push into that genre. And we were talking about it the other day, and I was like, you know, that'd be awesome. You know, little bagpipes and some metal. Just yeah. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. That is awesome. Um, I appreciate you sitting in on this interview. Uh really had fun picking your brain, talking to you about everything. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. So how long have you been working with uh, Curtis and um, their label? Um, not very long, about a month. And yeah. my numbers have massively increased. And I can I consider Curtis one of my closest friends now. Just within a month, we clicked. We had kind of the same vision for the project. And we are launching it to the skies now. The numbers on the summoning are dramatically surpassing anything that I've done before. So I'm really happy with our progress and, you know, we can always do more. And I really hope that this is setting us up for a successful album release. I mean, yeah, I, I see it because he reached out to me and he was like, hey, do you want to do the interview? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Checked out, you know, all your work. And I was like, oh, OK, this will fit well. So I'm so, so glad you like it. Definitely uh, added it to my playlist. Nice um probably the song we'll play is probably your original your first release yeah Does that work for you yeah sure which okay. one um well i had it in my phone what was the one we uh just mentioned uh there was blood of the ancients and there was the summoning the blood of the ancients okay cool yeah i believe that's the one if, if we can change it if you want no, 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 that's that's fine. I'm really proud. Again, I'm so proud of that one. And um, again, it, it marks this huge change in my style and in my skill level. I feel like that is where all of my skills in guitar, vocals, orchestration really started to coalesce. And I'm finally kind of at a point where I'm like this, I'm creating the music that I want to create. So yeah good choice <laughs> very cool very cool um now you talked about having featured artists on some of your songs um let's just do this who's been one of your favorites that you've had on that you're like wow i didn't think this would ever happen so one of my favorite uh, one of my longtime collaborators from the uk metal matt he has his own youtube channel he's been doing original music for a very long time and he has an absolutely fantastic voice he sounds like a Rob Halford clone, in my opinion. He'll, he'll tell you that that's not true, but he does. So um, he's just got this absolutely fantastic voice, and he is such a versatile musician. We, we write songs together for his project, and he's always asking for, all the, for music in all these different styles that you'd, you'd never think we could pull off, but it somehow always works. And so that's the kind of, with how versatile my style is and how just, how I pull from all kinds of different influences and how I'm never just satisfied with one genre. I, I'm constantly thinking, oh, Matt would be the one to ask 
for a song like this because if anyone can pull this off he can nice nice um is there anybody that you would love to collaborate with yeah maybe so, top three <laughs> yeah so i'm a huge fan of the band winter sun so if i could get uh yari manpa i think that's how you say his name um to do a guitar solo or to do guest vocals uh that would be fantastic i'm a huge fan of his work i know winter sun hasn't been super active recently but the music that they have put out is it's just mind-blowing to me. So he's one of my top choices. Uh, Jens Ludwig from Ed Guy is also a huge uh, influence for me. He's one of the, um, he's one of the only like modern guitarists, I would say, who has a super distinct style where you hear his work and you just know that that's him playing. So I would love to feature him like on a guitar solo um, for a song, that would be awesome. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Camelot and Nightwish. So like Florianson on a song would be really cool. <laughs> Very cool. Um, you know, uh, one that popped in my head while we were talking would be, uh, you know, Allie the Piper. The um, I, think, I think so, yeah. She's the fiddle player, violinist. Yeah. Uh-huh. Depends on where you're from. South, it's a fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would fit well. That'd be a hell of a collaboration. Yeah, and I think like a hurdy gurdy player would be really fun. I really yeah. love um, hurdy gurdies in metal, like mm -hmm. in, in Elubaiti. I think that's how you say their name. I'm weird about their names, <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, I just think that fits in metal in a way that you wouldn't expect. But it has such it has such an eerie sound quality that it just works, and oh, you'd yeah. never expect it. That's so, awesome. Hurdy gurdy is definitely on my list too. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, I'm, again, I appreciate you sitting in on this. I've really enjoyed picking your brain. I'd love to have you back. Awesome. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Good luck next week in school. And um, if there's anything that we can do at the pit, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The Pinks, you're not the one. Special. On the 
champions.